0: Hello. Welcome to Pep Talks, People Empowering People, where we interview everyday people telling their stories of not-so-everyday resiliency. We hope to inspire you to get through your adversity after learning their stories. Pep Talks is brought to you by Mind Over Matter Books, children and adults' books, that allow you to learn skills to overcome your adversity so that you can live a more resilient life. We hope you enjoy today's episode. With me today is Joe Pomeroy, a podcaster I met through PodFest. Joe Pomeroy once thought you had to choose between a successful family or a successful business. After a decade of study, in real-world experiences, he learned how you can succeed in every area of life by understanding fundamental truths. He now translates those principles to help you win at business and in your marriage and with your children. Joe is the founder of Forward with Joe and hosts a podcast of the same name. Above all that, he is a husband and father of three. Welcome, Joe Pomeroy. Well, hi, Joe. It's nice to see you. I know we haven't formally met, but we've been corresponding um, throughout the last couple weeks. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing excellent. I've had some good time with my family this morning. Um, I've been processing the questions that you sent, and I'm just really excited for this conversation.
0: And, And you have been a podcaster for a little bit now. Why don't you tell me a little bit more about you and your journey with this podcasting?
1: Yeah. So my journey with my podcasting, uh, it started just in, um, August of 2019 and my mentor talked about, uh, he's like, Hey, you guys, while well, this is like the, you know, the old Oklahoma land grab that we've got the opportunity to get land and it's free right now and you just got to go out and do it. And so, uh, we're like, all right, well, what's the land? And, and he said, social media and podcasting. And every one of you needs to start a podcast. And There's a small group of us. And I said, okay, I'm going to start a podcast. And I bought a course to kind of help guide me through that. And then I really just sat on it. And I had all these excuses as to why I wouldn't do it, why I wouldn't do it. And then um, I passed my original launch date. October 1st. And everything in my podcast was going to be about copywriting and helping people improve their connection and empathy with others through their sales copy. Well, end of October, I got hit with this um, strong impression and feeling that uh, I there was a stronger message for me to share. And so I started working, creating my podcast. I actually just launched uh, March 4th of 2020. when my podcast launched and um, everything around that message is that uh, this belief and this idea that there are underlying core principles that lead to success and the only reason that we're not succeeding in one area of our life is because we don't know how to translate that principle to that area so for example a lot of people do things in business you know you create a marketing calendar business and you've got things on your schedule and it's written in and you keep appointments and that's the principle behind that is being intentional, but they don't do that with their families. And then they wonder why they're not spending time, you know, why is my relationship with my spouse declining? Why aren't I, why am I not connecting with my kids? Why don't I ever have time? Why do I keep canceling? And it's like, well, take that same principle intentional and I help people learn how to apply that to their family. And how does that translate to family? So that's kind of what my podcast forward with Joe Pomeroy revolves around and that's a little bit of my background.
0: I love it. Well, it sounds like a real important message for people to get that are out in you know, the corporate world, wherever they are, they're coming home to their families and maybe not applying that same even compassion or attention to their families as they are at work or, or vice versa. You know, Absolutely. More into their families and, and not as engaged in the work area So you took a a program or studied this kind of behavior a little bit?
1: So um, I've spent eight years focused on, well, if I could rewind a little bit more. So my background is in marketing. And then I've got a a master's uh, in business administration with a focus on strategic development. Uh, Super fancy, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So the crux of it is, is about 10 years ago, I I joined a company that was starting from scratch, and helped to build it from scratch into a multi million dollar company, um, and had a variety of roles in that leadership roles, different things over the over time, uh, director of operations, et cetera, et cetera. And during that journey, I in let's see in about 2012 2013, I hit a roadblock. In my marriage, and I was doing well at work, but I was not doing well in my marriage. And I got frustrated with it. And um, there was an event that took place with my wife that we were arguing about something. And and to this day, I don't remember what it was, but whatever it was, it clearly was not all that important. We were arguing and fighting, and she said, "You know what? I'm leaving." And she walked downstairs, and I was so frustrated because I I, I was angry at myself for not being able to let go of this radically unimportant thing. And I just started, I was bare feet and to my embarrassment, I just started kicking in this cupboard door and it's cupboards upstairs and cabinet door and this wood cabinet. I just started kicking it in and I was just so angry. And then I stopped to catch my breath and there's this stabbing pain in my foot. And I look down and I've got a big old chunk of wood in the heel of my foot. And I reached down and it's it's just painful. And I reached down, I'm trying to pull it out. And I can't get it. And I can hear my wee, my my my, wee, my wife, <laughs> and she's headed to the front door. And the keys are, you know, I can hear him jingling as she's starting to unlock it and getting ready to leave. And I had a choice. I could ask for help or I could let her walk out. And it, it was a big humility moment for me to say, um, please don't go. I need help. And she came up to help get that splinter out. And that was just the perfect, that was probably my first translation now that I think about it, taking this principle from one area and applying it to another. I needed help to get the splinter out, but I also needed help in my marriage. And I spent the next eight years going to workshops and therapy and counseling and a recovery program and my wife involved in doing different work and and us figuring out codependency and how to live a healthy life. And um, I'm a huge fan of Brene Brown. And so we, you know, anything with Brene Brown, I'm reading all of those books and things. And as I'm doing this studying, I realized all the stuff I learned to get my MBA, all the things I learned as a business leader and how to get my team to function at its highest level and how to have empathy and connect. They're the same principles that I needed in, as a spouse and as a parent. And I thought, well, how stupid is this? that I'm struggling so much in my mar- that I was struggling so much in my marriage when I already knew what I needed I just had no idea how to apply it and so I started developing a system and I started applying that in my own marriage to say okay cuz I did, all right so Casey you as a woman have a, an ability to do something that I don't your mind can literally process two things at the same exact time
0: Right, right. Men a man's can brain cannot. can't. No, no, they cannot. No. You're right. <laughs>
1: so, so I'm all about making it as simple for me as possible. So instead of having to read business books and say, how do I continue to excel as, as a leader in this business? And then going and reading marriage books and how do I excel with my, life? and then reading parenting books and how do I excel with my kids? I just need one book. I need one thing that I can read and go, how does this apply to business? How can I apply this to uh, my 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 wife, and how can I apply this to my kids? All and so That's what I started doing.
0: Yeah, all relationships, all around, all around you. Really, exactly. Applicable, yes.
1: Exactly, but how much easier is that to only look for the to just find that core principle and then translate it to different areas instead of having to read eighteen different books? Because those things just piled up on. The, uh, you know, if I turn my my camera here, I know we're doing podcast, but. Mm-hmm whatever if i if i turn my uh, my microphone you could hear the books now <laughs> if i turn my camera you could see a a stack of books that if i'm not careful it just gets bigger and bigger uh, and that's even with me just focusing on the principles so so that's that's my journey i mean these are things that i learned from from experts that that i applied in my own life a system that i developed and a lot of it is common sense if we know how to translate between the different areas
0: Right. And it's it's not that common to some. Some really need some guidance and some direction. And to realize that those very skills that they're using to maintain positive relationships, like in their sales area or their business area or, um, in the relationships, need to be applied with family, neighbors, socially. I mean, it's very interesting because people do, sometimes people do wear, you know, different, Hats in different relationships, they have a different facade, you know, facade that they put on. And and that doesn't need to be needed. You can be kind and helpful and a leader and um, have great qualities in all of your relationships. You don't have to put on, you know, the mean guy or the not so uh, independent guy here and then the independent. You know, leader here, you can translate that, those skills everywhere you go. You take the positive everywhere you go.
1: Absolutely. You mentioned something that brought up a question for me. You talked about that we put on this facade. And I had this thought, I wonder if we act different parts in our lives because we don't know how all of those pieces connect. And so we have this idea that. I need to be the hard-lined manager, or this idea that, um, well, my wife she's the nurturing parent, and so I'm the disciplining parent. Like we're not sure how to integrate that. And you're you're right about common sense not always being so common. And I think the gift here is that the if I can, as I learn how to apply principles in the same principle to each area. It can feel more common, and and maybe it's just that recognition that within you, Casey, within me, within every listener that's out there, within you already is the knowledge and the skills to do what you need to do. That light exists, and we just need to have the right people in our lives to help us direct that light, to help us focus that light. So I agree. Anyway, just a thought.
0: I love that. I love that, and I think a. Uh, uh, probably a stumbling block for people is the fear of, well, what if I took on more compassion and uh, more nurturing in the home? How would the kids, would they respect me still? Am I going to lose respect or, you know, my manlihood in the house? If I am now changing diapers and, you know, reading books to the kids or whatever that might look like you, and, and maybe it's, well, wait, I'm so, loving and compassionate and caring at home and so responsible, but what would my colleagues think if I didn't put on this strong front? Would they respect me? So I, I wonder if fear sometimes places people acting different ways in different environments. Not sure oh, I'm sure people, it does. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it does. Fear's fear's a big part of it. And, and that goes back to how do we apply that principle? So if the, if the principle is compassion, love, empathy, kindness, that's all kind of, you know, the, the underlying principle of, and, and maybe we take it to treat others how you want to be treated.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, like, okay, well, what does that look like as a father when I'm, you know, or as a, as a mother or father, when I'm supposed to be the authority figure, the, you know, what the teacher, the guide, whatever role it is I play, I'm not sure what that looks like with my kids. At different ages. And then how do I translate that to business? And, and maybe I'm the, you know, maybe I'm, I'm the team member and I'm not sure what that looks like to my, my manager, or maybe I'm the manager and I'm not sure what that looks like to my team member. And I think when we get stuck, what fear in the past has caused me to do is I have those questions and I feel the fear. And so I would hide from it. I would Yeah, I I would hide from it in Netflix, I would hide from it in ice cream, I would hide from it in, you know, fiction books or whatever because I didn't know where to look. Right. And so that's what Casey, I'm so grateful for your podcast because um in preparing for our conversation, I've been listening to episodes and I love the idea of providing a place where people can start to find those answers. So I really appreciate what you're doing and, and I've listened to your episode so far and I'm, I'm so excited to see what you continue to produce and put out there because your voice and your message needs to be heard. So thank you. Thank you.
0: Well, thank you for that. And I, I feel the same about yours and I'm glad that we connected because I think what you're doing is, is really good stuff because there's so many times that people just aren't the same person that they could be in the workplace or with their families. And that's not necessary. You don't need to have different personalities in different places. Apply all those good, all that good stuff that you have going on with you that's why you're married or why you have so many friends, apply that everywhere. Keep that generosity, that kindness, that humbleness, whatever those good virtues are. There's no reason to lose those due to you know pride or fear you don't have to do that i think you know once you get past that fear and pride you're going to find that people are going to really respect you and want to be around you even more so not because they have to because you're the boss but because they genuinely enjoy your personality and the human being that you are
1: definitely definitely there's something that as you were sharing that um this idea of comparison and and there is a principle of of not comparing and but if we talk about comparison in business compar- comparison can be detrimental because companies will they may be a you know a, a, a we'll call it, we'll just use letters to to make the comparisons make it easier to communicate but they may be in the d category of businesses and not like a grade but as in terms of size and revenue things like that and they start com- comparing themselves to the a level the big corporate you know, national brands, international brands, and they're saying, oh, well, they're doing these things in advertising and on social media, and this is their marketing budget, or, oh, this is what they pay their employees. And we start comparing ourselves, businesses start comparing themselves to companies that are not at their same level, and they start to do things that they can't support. And then they stumble, and they fail. They, They can't pour as much money into the marketing budget. And so they don't get the response. And then they say, oh, Oh man, like it didn't work and there must be something wrong with our business. And and no, it was, it was the comparison that was detrimental or they might even look across the board and they start comparing themselves to people they think are equal and they don't understand the story. They don't understand the background and everything starts to feel like it's caving in. Well, that applies to our relationships as well. It's really easy for me to look on Facebook or look on LinkedIn or Instagram and see pictures of these couples and everything looks magical and their kids are always so dressed and, the, and their little daughter's hair is always braided and the wife's makeup is always perfect and the husband's gut doesn't poke out like mine and you know whatever happens <laughs> right. to be. And I go, man, they're just doing life so much better than I am. What's wrong with me that I'm not doing it that well? and that's so dangerous and that's so deadly so
0: very irrational comp- yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly
1: but it doesn't feel irrational at the time does it
0: no no and you're no. not looking at you're not looking at quality you don't understand you don't know the story in the first place you don't know what's really going on in the background and you have these irrational thoughts because of the pictures and such going on but it's it's just not healthy and you should be looking we should be looking at the quality of the businesses quality of the relationships and striving to have that same quality it's not a quantity i don't need those figures i don't need that many kids and i don't need that big of a house but i need the quality in in that uh, scope of what's going on the quality of what that business offers which is less threatening if you look at it in those yeah. aspects
1: yeah there's there's also and and to that point there's also different seasons we don't know. Uh, I mean, if if we'll look honestly at our relationships, there tends to be a cycle, and I've never, I, I've never liked the straight line. Uh, I'm, I'm working on describing this uh, audio because I talk with my hands. Everybody that's listening, so <laughs> I don't like the straight line that says this is where you were. Here's a straight line to where you need to be. I've I like describing life as an an ever growing spiral oh, that it starts yeah. small in the center. Because we, and then it starts to, as we circle it and that spiral grows and expands, our ability to do increases and expands. We have highs, we have lows, there's different seasons. And if you want to then take it a step further to do that spiral in an upward line. So now we're moving in a circular motion in an upward line from left to right. Okay. And so theoretically, yes, we're still going to have lows and we're still going to have struggles with that, but those lows won't be as our lows used as low as our lows used to be, because we're moving up that line. We're I'll create a graph this. of this and send it to you. You can. Post no, on your and I, I can
0: visualize. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it because you're you we're st- we're always going to have peaks and valleys. We're going to have those highs and yes. lows and like um you know challenges or what we call maybe obstacles, but we turn them into opportunities and and but we're getting they're getting higher and higher because we're we're learning from the foundation of each low. We're learning resiliency skills hopefully to get us through and get us a little higher up and each time that this happens we are excelling upward a little more and moving forward in life like yeah this stinks but remember i've had this happen before not exactly like this but here's what i did the last time to get me through this so i I like your visual of that circle because we are continuously growing we had that foundation in the middle of the circle we're growing but we're going upward by learning. And then we're going forward because we got to keep going. You can't go backwards in life. So we got to keep going forward. So that's a, that's a real powerful visual. I like that.
1: Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, and that's, and you just used my favorite word of forward. That's where, you know, the idea for the name of my podcast and business comes from is the idea that, that we, that we continue moving forward. So just to jump back real quick to this idea of comparison, so we've talked about a little bit about how comparison is dangerous, but there's also a benefit to comparison. So the first thing that I'll teach people is you need to have a vision. You need to know where it is that you're going and what and what's your ideal. Because if you don't, it's it's like getting into a car and going, all right, where do you want to go? And I can remember a time on on uh with my wife when we were newlyweds and both of us didn't want to have to make a decision. We'd had to be, Oh, whatever you want's fine. Oh, whatever you want's fine. So we later learned that you have to mean what you want or you say what you mean and mean what you say kind of thing. and, And that's another story. But we were like, well, we'll just get in the car and drive and we'll figure out where we want to go get dinner tonight. Well, all we did was drive around. And because we were moving without any kind of destination, we didn't know if we were getting closer or further away and frustration just grew. And it was finally like I finally pulled over the car in a parking lot, and I said, "Okay, we need to decide where we're going before we keep driving anymore because I'm just getting more and more frustrated." And once we just had a destination, then we could determine our path. So that's the first aspect: is have a vision, know where you're going. The next step is that you need to evaluate your your current status or or your past. Uh, Evaluate. Sorry, let me use a different word. I don't like evaluate. I like analyze, and Analyze is different because, to me, evaluating implies a grade. Right. Analyzing is just.
0: um, There's no judgment.
1: Yes. Yes. No judgment. Uh, Analyzing. Exactly. Yeah. So, and in business, this can be called a SWOT analysis. You're looking at strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. I went to my wife uh, a while back when I was putting this together and testing it in my own life and said, all right, honey, we need to do a SWOT analysis. And she's like, SWOT what? Like she mm-hmm. had no idea what that is. She's, her, her degree is different and, and she never talked about SWOT analysis, but basically strengths and weaknesses. You're looking at, okay, what's going on uh, in our relationship or what's going on in the business internally? What are strengths and weaknesses? And then opportunity and threats are things externally. So at the time that we're recording this, there's the COVID-19 virus and there's people that view that here's, here's the interesting thing about external things, items, whether or not they're an opportunity or a threat is based on perspective.
0: Absolutely. You're right. So,
1: so you value but you evaluate that in relationships. So an example with my wife and I, we have a lot of family that live close by that can absolutely be an opportunity. It can also be a threat. Right. Depending on how enmeshed it gets. So it's it's how are we going to approach that? How are we going to do that? So we've got our vision of where we're going. We've done an analysis of where we are. And now we want to bridge that gap. This is a healthy comparison because I'm comparing where I want to go from where I am. And that gives me the opportunity to create a path. That gives me the opportunity to plug in directions into my GPS So I know where to go and where to turn. And those directions, those are going to be your core values. So this is where you have a conversation with your spouse and you say, okay, right now, and I'll give you an example with my wife and I, we wanted to have as part of our vision, this highly connected, best friend, always available to each other, always able to talk. We laugh, we talk about things far beyond our kids or work or whatever else. Just this um, nirvana of a relationship, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's what we want. Great. Well, where are we at? Well, most of the time we talk is when we both lay down to go to sleep and it's like, oh, I had one more thing I meant to talk to you about before the day goes away. Uh, Or, you know, overshouting kids and it was about kids and there really wasn't any deep connection. And at the time, we weren't even going on dates. We realized it'd been like six, seven months since our last date together. Like, okay, so that's not in line with where we want to go. What do we need to do? So one of our core values is to be connected. And we defined what that meant and, and and got more specific with that. And if you give me just a second, I'll actually pull that up and I can share that with you specifically how we define that. So we list out a lot of things that revolved around that and related to that and, and thought about, okay, well how does this work what or what's the what's the biggest element of that and for us the biggest element was to be connected and then we define that as seek to understand engage support accept forgive and provide safety for one another so it's more than just be connected so now when we have decisions to make and things that we're going to do we have the opportunity to say okay is that going to help us to be connected Is my attitude, is my behavior, is my tone, am I creating safety for my wife? Is she creating, you know, and she can ask herself, is she creating safety for me? And I can use that value as a predetermined um, guideline to say, hey, we need, let's make sure we go on dates. And so we decided, you know what, we're going to go on a date every other week. I will take care of the planning and she'll take care of the babysitter. And that way there's none of this, oh, I thought you were going to get the babysitter. Oh, I thought you were. And then if we decide to switch, we just have to make that decision in advance and be clear on it. And as we've done that, we've grown more connected. So now we're bridging that gap. So And now we can can analyze it and go, hey, are we improving? Is this tactic or is this approach working? Yeah, it's working. Then let's keep
0: doing it. Uh, And that gives us a
1: quick win. And you do the same thing in business. It's the same idea.
0: I love this. So, I mean, you're applying the very principles that work in the workplace to your marriage. You're seeing growth and connection with your wife. It's helping you guys, I'm sure, be better parents because you're getting that time away from the kids and being able to take care of your relationship, which makes you happy people back at home. So it's really having a nice trickle effect, I imagine.
1: Absolutely. Well, when you think about... Um Sorry, as I'm thinking about this, I'm getting a little emotional. I'm, I'm emotional anyway, whatever. Um, <laughs> okay. But I'm thinking back to that, that bleeding foot moment that, and where we came to be able to say, you know, we're at a point where I'm raging and kicking in a cabinet door. She's walking out the door. We're yelling at each other, arguing about something stupid. And now to go through this journey together, to go through this process and now be at a point where I can't wait for our next date. I'm so excited for next day. Okay. We've got COVID-19. That's a threat to us going on dates. Well, how can we turn it into an opportunity? Well, probably not going to have people come over and babysit us, but maybe I can just totally surprise her and I'm, you know, set up a table in the backyard and candles and some, you know, we'll just dance on the grass or whatever it happens to be like. It's just a totally different place from back at that bleeding foot moment. And if you would have asked me then, if I thought we'd be where we are now, I thought, well, maybe we'd still be together, but there's no way we'd be as connected as we are. You know, we, we stayed together for the kids. Well,
0: who wants that? Nobody, not the kids, yeah. especially the kids yeah. do not want that parents <laughs> you don't want that. You're miserable around them. <laughs> and I love that. I love that you want to make opportunities out of obstacles because that's, that's a huge piece in my life that I tried to teach kids as well. And so, yeah, we have this COVID going on. And so what can we do? Well, you're podcasting, you're going to have dates with your wife out in the backyard or however that looks, putting the kids to bed a little early and going to another room, just the two of you moving, whatever that is. So good for you. That's the, the timeliness of this talk is important because people could, I'm sure, There's a lot of marriages right now that are needing some work and people aren't in work and they're back home all day together, seeing more couples than ever walking together. And, you know, this is really solid advice. Like, let's look at what's working for you in your workplace. What are those values that you have that make you the super boss or that go-to guy that everybody um, seeks for help? Then what are we doing to bring that at home? You know, what yeah. are you doing to be that that equal member in the home and that that helper and that nurturer and that go-to person? So I love this. This is this is real key, especially for this time.
1: Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And and something as we're making those transitions to consider is it's not the behavior that you do at work, it's the principle behind the behavior. Why are you Why are you treating somebody that way? What's, and, and because the same behaviors won't work in the home, I can't talk to my kids. Like I, I used to talk to employees or coworkers, um, like the behavior adjusts, but it's the principle that remains the same. So if you just go and take the behavior and try to take the behavior at work and apply it at home, that's not going to succeed. And that's why people think that these areas don't mesh. That's why they think they have to choose. I can succeed in business or I can succeed with my family, but it's not the behavior. So just, I I hope everybody will remember that, that it's the principle. So look for the principle underneath the behavior.
0: Can you give me an example? Can you give me an example of like a principle behind a behavior um, at work that needed to be maybe changed at home?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned earlier the idea of, of being intentional and and you, you you brush against that and i love that and i just had a great conversation about this idea of being intentional so being intentional in my behavior at work with a coworker may mean that i go in you know once once a week every monday at 9:15 i have a sit down with this coworker we have it mapped out we've got a checklist that they go through and i say hey have you done this? Have you done this? What were your goals from last week? Did you achieve them? Yes or no? Okay. Why? If you did great. If you didn't, why not? What do we need to change? Here's what I need from you. And it's, this might be this very intentional review. Okay. If I go home and I sit down with my wife and I pull out a spreadsheet and I write, okay, honey, I heard you mention last night, or I heard you mention last week that you wanted to do ABC and D. How did you do? Hmm? <laughs> oh, oh dear. Well, we really need to see higher performance out of you. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get an eye roll. That's yeah, You're just gonna I'm gonna feel for days, and <laughs> so you can't do that. But the principle is being intentional, and there's other principles mixed in in there as well. It's being supportive, it's being accountable. Um, you can also talk about principles of, and, and actually, let's stick with the accountability thing because I, I love that. So how can I how can I be intentional intentional in being helping to hold, I don't like saying hold my wife. What's a better way to say that? To have my wife be accountable to each other in terms of support. Okay. Well, maybe that intentionality is we're going to sit down once a week and we plan out our week. Okay. So we know we're going to, we want to make sure to do some family stuff this week. You know, how did we do last week? It's, there's more, there may be more compassion in the behavior. I may be asking more questions. There may be more about Focusing on the next week instead of the past, the tone, my posture may be different.
0: And you, you know, might maybe. be acknowledging your own weaknesses during this, which you wouldn't really do as a boss. You would say, oh, sure. yeah, I lost a client too, or, or you know what have you. You are listening to your, your coworker or your you know, people who are employed under you, and you're, you're going through what maybe their strengths and weaknesses were for the week. But you're simply going over their stuff where with your spouse, you'd be like, yeah, you know what? I was supposed to do this and I, I never got around to it. And, and so there's a little more connection um, and some understanding, like, um, you know, some, com- like you said, compassion and empathy, because you're both in the, the same, you're, you're equal partners on this side. You know, you're not her boss. She's not your boss. So you're able to look at it with a little more empathy and be able to say, you know, I need to work on this myself. Or maybe yeah. you want to say that in work.
1: Ab- absolutely. Well, it, it you're absolutely right. And it's amazing how it could be tiny tweaks that can make a big difference. The difference between having a form a checklist form or spreadsheet versus having a journal that you and your spouse are hand handwriting things in. You wouldn't I, I mean what, what's the difference? You're you're writing in both, there's you're tracking in both, there's you know, marking things off in both. Oh, but it's different. It is it's different. different. You show up with a clipboard and a check sheet or you show up with a journal that you and your wife take, you know, you and your spouse take turns writing in and it just, it's your heart's in a different place when you do that. There's a difference between I'm sitting behind my desk, you come in and sit in the chair opposite of it versus me and my wife are are sitting on a couch together. No shoes, no socks, you know, maybe a uh, some you know water, whatever. There's things nearby. I no phones, no TV. You can't have that. But <laughs> right, right,
0: right, yeah. I'm kidding. So I love small that weeks, Yeah, yes, I love that. But it's uh, underlying the same principles. So I love that you're applying yes. that in your marriage, and and you you are living this. I mean, you're preaching what you have lived and experienced and succeeded with. I mean, you're you're beacon of resiliency, having come from that point of having that big piece of wood in your foot to you know your wife almost walking out on you to now the two of you having you know kind compassionate conversations weekly and having dates and working together to get all the stuff that needs to get done to to run a family and I love that I love that you're able to apply those concepts and that you you came up with that I mean that's that's brilliant because it's so true and I hope the listeners can can work on this during this time and what a better you know opportunity, what a perfect opportunity this obstacle of COVID could be. But then yeah. to work on those relationships, even as a parent or as a, a spouse or or what have you, this is a great time. Like let's look at what's working at working for you at work. Let's take these principles that Joe Pomeroy has taught us and let's take these principles from work that work for us and bring them into the home. Tweak them to work you know with the family and make it a better environment because you know we 're going to be under that same roof for a few more days now <laughs>
1: right <laughs> well and that speaks to something that 's been um, very strong in my heart lately and, and on my mind, and that 's uh, a friend shared an article that they read that was talking about the likelihood of increased divorce rates and failing marriages because. People are used to having more space. They're used to having more outlets. They're used to having um, you know, time away. And, and there's part of my story where as I, as I made my transition where I was spending time away at work and I'd find that I would, uh, some days I'd work from home, some days I'd be at the office um, and I would take the long way home right or i would call my wife and be like hey didn't you even pick anything up from the store like looking at an excuse to delay when i got home because Absolutely. once i got home it was noisier it was louder there was more responsibilities and more, and more things of that well now what happens with with businesses closing and people working remotely they don't have that same outlet that they're used to they can't even you know in the evening say hey i'm going to go get a drink with the guys tonight right. i'll be back later like Those opportunities are being limited.
0: We're going nowhere. And I'm laughing about this because yesterday at the grocery store, um, a woman had a much more fuller grocery cart than me. But I was in no rush because I, too, have nowhere else to go. And so she's (laughs) like, would you like to go in front of me? I'm like, no, no, I'm fine. She's like, no, really, I don't care. Well, as she stood in line, I let her continue to stay in front of me. I learned that she had five kids. So I think she was going to let everybody in that line just keep <laughs> going in front of her all night long because she had five kids at home. So you're right. We we don't have them. You know, I hope that we still have a grocery store to go to, you know, periodically here, but she definitely did not want to go home yesterday. And I, I expect yeah. that. So you're right.
1: That's you know and then when she gets home she tells the kids or the spouse oh my goodness the line was so long it just took me forever to get through that line cuz there's and and that goes back to the facade aspect i mean we don't want to admit to ourselves uh, well I, I like using i speak i didn't want to admit to myself and there's times that this comes up still and and i had just need to be conscious of it acknowledge it but i didn't want to admit to myself that i would rather have distance from The noise and chaos of home, regardless, because you know. Oh, sorry, honey. I took longer at the store because I wasn't ready to come back to you. I needed more space because we're afraid. Man, this goes back to something you said at the beginning of this. We're afraid that that will make us appear weak or weaken us. Well, what if I present it and say, "Hey, honey," I the line took longer. I let a few people go in front of me because I just needed a little more space. To process a, a couple things before I came home Absolutely. i mean that's that's honest right it's
0: very honest, and then you know what it's it's okay to offer that to you, like, hey, you've been in the house with the kids. if you want to go take a walk or a run, I don't think we need anything more at the grocery store because I was there for two hours, but <laughs> <laughs> we're limited in our activities, but you know what, if you need to step out and take a walk, it really felt good. And I feel really grounded right now. And it freed up my mind a little bit. And, you know, I'll take care of the kids and we had a nice mutual thing to be able to do first, honest about the grocery store, you know, because I'm sure people are coming back going, Oh my God, it was so hectic. It was like so much worse than what you had with these five kids at home, trying to make it justifiable. Why were they right?
1: When the reality
0: was, they were even in the car for five minutes is better than being home probably with those five kids at that time, you know? So, yeah. yeah so I, I like that. I like that conversation. And I, and I hope that that couples are taking in this, you know, a, advice to help their marriages. I hope, you know, first of all, I anticipate there's going to be a lot of babies born come, <laughs> <laughs> come December, January. What and are that,
1: they calling them the quarantennials or the oh, something the like jan- that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is fabulous. Oh my gosh. There will definitely be a sprout and I hope less divorces and I hope people listen to your podcast and this podcast today to help us, you know, get through this time together, to help us to be honest with one another, be genuine, be raw yeah. and have those deep conversations. I Maybe, mean, you know, even people that retire all of a sudden learn, Oh my gosh, I don't think I really like this guy. I was never home with this person, you know, because we had yeah. 10 hour buffer with school school and kids away and work and everything like that. So I'm just hoping that your word and the words on this um, podcast today help inspire those that are listening to us. And I really appreciate meeting you on this podcast and hearing your story and hearing uh, about your forward with Joe Pomeroy.
1: Thank you, Casey. I appreciate that. I, I would like to let your listeners know that I have a course That is normally a thousand dollar course, nine ninety seven, and I'm decided. I've decided to make that available for free during this time.
0: Wow! Um,
1: Because I feel like if there is if if when it was presented that this could be a time of increased divorce or increased pain because people don't know handle that connection. I felt very strongly that if my message can instead take it from being a time of divorce and separation to a time of understanding and connection, then that's something that I want to do. So uh, I've, there's a few things that I need to to tweak and adjust, but um, hopefully by the time this podcast airs or in, in very close to it, people can go to forwardwithjoe.com and in on the main homepage in the banner, uh, as soon as it's ready to be launched for free. Um there'll be a link there that they can register for the course and they'll start going through that process. So we talked about the basic elements of the process that having a vision, uh, analyzing the past and bridging the gap and then the fourth step is to live in the present. And so all of that's in the course. We'll walk them through how to do those things, how to create buy-in with your spouse how to create buy-in with your kids so that you're not doing it by yourself. Um, but that's all there. And and for the time being, while we've we've got this COVID-19 stuff going on, that's going to be made available for free. So
0: I love that. I love that. And you know what? There's no excuse, people. We've got the time to take this class. You have the time. <laughs> Most of you are home. Take the class. And what a nice gesture on your part. Joe to offer something like this for free to help these people, so the statistics aren't alarming, and so that we do have a whole lot more babies coming in December and January, <laughs> rather than divorces and split homes. Yes, and what could come? Let's find opportunity. Let's let's bring our home, our families, our marriages back together. If there's a reason you were together in the first place. Let's seek inside ourselves and find that reason. And rebirth that reason and, and bring it back. Bring Let's bring that love back.
1: Perfectly said. Thank right. you so much, Casey.
0: Thank you, too. You have a wonderful day and stay well.
1: Thank you, you too.
0: Today's recap with Joe Pomeroy from forwardwithjoe.com is that we can apply the same principles to our work, spouse, and family, allowing us to be successful in those relationships. First, we need a vision how do we want this relationship to look moving forward next we need to analyze the past the strengths and weaknesses along with the threats and opportunities third we want to bridge that gap compare where we are and where we want to go and finally we need to remember to live in the present go to forwardwithjoe.com to take joe pomeroy's class So you can improve your relationship and live an optimal life, both at work and at home. Today's gratitude is decide what kind of life you really want and then say no to everything that isn't that. Well, that's it for today's interview. We hope our guests helped you overcome some of your adversity and learn some new resiliency skills to help you to live a more fulfilled life. Keep on dancing and don't stop believing.